For transcripts, go to bit.ly forward slash read underscore A-S-T or the first link in the show notes. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land it is produced on. Sovereignty was never ceded. I'm Eamon Connolly, and this week on the show, I'm joined by Owen Piper, who has a comedy podcast called Think of the Children, about making the awful media we grew up with somehow worse. Owen is also a regular on Crit Chat, a goofy Dungeons & Dragons advice podcast that doesn't take things too seriously. We're also joined by Stefan Ato, who has a not-safe-for-work dinosaur podcast called Talking with Dinosaurs. Stefan also holds the coveted New Zealand title of South Island Pun Champion 2020. Cheesed to meet you, Stefan. So let's put our hands together for one letter better. Hello and welcome to the show. We have Owen and Stefan today. They've got their answers prepped for the two things that we have. We've got a bunch of segments coming up. But first, we have the hot topic of the week, which is Space Jam. And I've got you two to change that word just a little bit. Would you be able to give me a brief snippet of what you've sort of figured out? When I was doing this, I kind of realized that you can only really change one letter in each of the words. Now, I know that's the point of the show, but like, there's only one letter that works... Otherwise, it becomes gibberish, and you can only really change the A's. So, I've got well, I've, I've got space Tams, Tim Tams in space. That's <laughs> all I wrote down for that one. I've got space James. Don't even fucking know what that's meant to be. <laughs> that's just that's just a thing I put out there. Then there's I got the, the, my kind of slam dunk was Spice Jam. That's that's like as far as I got with it, and I was envisioning a sort of thriller about some sort of illegal Dune-esque spice trade starring Michael Jordan and, of course, the Looney Tunes. Is there a naked sting in there? That's the most important thing. Of course there is. Thank goodness. What have you got, Stefan? Uh, so I've got a couple here as well. I've got uh, Pace Jam, just removed that S entirely, which is a kind of jam you eat, and then you move a lot faster. I find that could be very useful in day-to-day life. <laughs> We've got what I felt was probably the most obvious with Space Ham, which is uh, just just pigs in space. Maybe maybe uh, uh, Peter Porker from Into the Spider-Verse just launched into the sun or something like that. Uh, what else did I have there? Space Cams. It's just the Hubble telescope. Yeah, uh, that, that's probably yeah. That's all I've got right now, really. Okay, that's good. And as we go through the show, you'll probably earn a few more points, and also remember that you have some bonus points, and you might come up with something a little different by the end of the show. But for now, let's just jump into our first segment. I'm very excited to like announce all these segments because uh, the first season of the show didn't have any segments really. It just had the one thing. But now I have like six whole segments. The first segment is called Dad Vice. So, like, we're putting dads into vices to hold them in place, right? Yes, we're going to crush these dads. No. (laughs) Each player will attempt to fill in the missing words in a piece of advice a dad once gave. Oh, this is very good. So, I have a list of inspirational advice that a bunch of successful executives once received from their dads. This comes from Inc.com, which is like incorporated um, .com. And this is uh, a bunch of advice that I suppose they like bring into the workplace and like (laughs) try and live um, their best life to. So I've got my first one. It's going to be for Owen. Okay. 
You'll be happier professionally if you love what? Cards on the table. I woke up an hour ago, so I don't really know how funny this will be. <laughs> if you, you'll, you'll be happier professionally. No, I got nothing for this, dude. I got nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> what have you got, Stefan? All right. So I'm thinking, uh, so you'll be happier professionally if you love, I'm thinking getting stepped on by the elite is probably <laughs> uh, probably where they're going with that. Yeah, I feel that's a really sort of CEO sort of vibe there. I do like that. that I'm going to give you a point for that. The actual answer, though, was if you love life, which is like the the ultimate, like, just capitalist, like, just love it. Just like... Why don't you just enjoy it? Just don't question it, consumer. Just live life. Give us your money. This is really targeted against millennials. That's not fair. People my age don't love life. (laughs) (laughs) We're desperate to get away from this. (laughs) Totally unfair. Okay, Stefan can start this one. Always try to approach conversations with the what in mind. Always try to uh, approach conversations with the nearest exit in mind. Sometimes <laughs> you just say something and you've just got to just disappear like that. <laughs> what have you got, Owen? Always try to approach conversations with success in mind. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. So that's closer to the actual thing than Stefan's one was. I mean, yeah, but Stefan's was objectively funnier than my one was. Yes, but yours yours was objectively <laughs> righter than his because you probably shouldn't approach conversations with the nearest exit in mind, but you should approach it with the end goal in mind, which is a messed up way of talking to people. I would argue that the nearest exit for me is always the end goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just not. It's just weird. It's like, oh yeah, I want to make every transaction in my every conversation in my life a transactional one. Like every conversation has an end point, and I must speed run this to getting to that point like, yeah it's real it's wild if you um if you go to uh jacob over in office three um you can use the infinite wall glitch to like <laughs> zip right on up through the social ladder i i saw this really i was uh you're watching uh cool games done faster uh, last month and there was this guy and what he did is he was just born and then somehow he immediately just aged all the way to the end using this uh, just weird glitch got it done in about 14 seconds unbelievable time i've I've got the plan when i get married i'm gonna just kind of like go through my vowels as quick as i possibly can (laughs) shave shave seconds off where i can i've been practicing for months (laughs) we'll move on from this segment soon but your what is all you have so protect it what's your position on genital talk amen before i give you my answer (laughs) if it would fit on like prime time go for it your your gonads are all you have so protect them i've changed it slightly but here we are (laughs) wow okay what have you got stefan Sorry, can I have the exact wording again? Just so I can was, get it in my, in my head there. Your what is all you have, so protect it. I feel like I should go for one like actual attempt at getting the answer for this segment. So I'm going to go uh, reputation. Oh. Mm. Unfortunately, it was your name is all you have. It's all you have, so protect it, son. My dad's advice, essentially, your name is your integrity. And how people know you will do what you say you will do. What? Hang on. <laughs> anyway. It's <laughs> That's how, not they how know, words. <laughs> it's how they know you'll live up to the standards you have set for yourself as a son, husband, father, professional, and so on. What if your name's Greg? I mean, is there any way to protect that, or is it just game over already? Yeah, there are some names that are just like, you might as well have just packed up and gone home already. If you get bad RNG in the name generation process, the speed run's going to go terribly for you. 
Yeah, like that was that advice came from someone called Brett. So like they're already ahead. No, yeah. As soon as you're Brett, you just automatically two rungs up the the white privilege ladder. So it's just um. <laughs> All right, it's time for another segment. Um, this segment is called the Cromulent Dictionary, and each player in turn says one syllable to create a fake word, and then takes turns attempting to use it in a sentence. Players then agree on the best definition for the word, and it is added to the show's dictionary. So, we'll start with Stefan. You give us a syllable, and we'll go around to Owen and then to me until we have a unique word that didn't exist before. Some people may accuse me of bias here, but I am going to start with objectively the best uh, syllable to start a word, and that is st. St. S-T. Okay. I guess, I guess I'll follow suit. I'm going to go with O, like O, like just the O, like that, yeah. So it's like stu. Yeah. I'm going to go with or. Stur. Stur. <laughs> store. We've made the word store. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now Stefan can still um, tweak it. Uh, I, I love how with three syllables, we made a one syllable word. That's <laughs> honestly, that shows a lot of skill on our part. I was about to say, we'll throw a P in the middle in there, make it stipor. But then I realized that's also a lemon word. No, you got to uh, do it on the end too. Oh, I see. What do you got for us? How are you going to end this word? Ock. Storock. Storock. Yeah. It's very good. Is it strock or storock? Storock. Storock. All right. Can you use the word in a sentence, though, um, Stefan? Oh, probably shouldn't use it as just like a generic noun as though it was the name of just a thing. That would be you could. kind of cheating. Nah, it'll, it'll we'll like hone in on it as we do. It's fine. As he strocked down the street, passes by coward in fear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what have you got, Owen? Okay. You can expand on that universe or just completely yeah. break that and go somewhere okay. other direction. He fell down the stairs and his family said he completely still rocked it. Now, could both of your definitions combine somehow? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, actually. this is kind of, I, I was jumping on that. Maybe Starock isn't like intimidating. It's just like, oh, wow, they're really all over the place there. They are. <laughs> yeah, so it's like struggling to move adequately in a way that may cause danger to others, but also mostly yourself. But it's also a little bit impressive. It's also impressive. Like, you've done it, and it's like, whoa, that's not... You shouldn't be able to do that, and I'm concerned for the way your spine is moving. But at the same time, like, damn, dude, you've got some flexibility in that spine there. Sort of like watching, like, Jackie Chan as a drunken master, just sort of, like, just flopping all over the place, and somehow he ends up with a ladder around three bad guys' necks sort of thing. I feel like we could, um... We could probably define this pretty loosely of, like, just moving in an unrealistic manner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, no, I think I think that's a that's a pretty good gif- definition right there. I mean, it could be anything from uh, like aggressively to incompetently to like just phasing in and out of dimensions as you go through. Just <laughs> all right. I think that's going to do it for that segment, and I'll add that to the show's dictionary that'll be used in a different segment another time. That does it for our first two segments. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we've got a few more segments and our hot topic of the week. <laughs> Hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into One Letter Better. Every single listen means so much, and you know I can't help but hit that refresh button on the stats every other day. First up, you can still submit words and segment ideas at bit.ly forward slash wordpod. 
I absolutely love getting those submissions and this big list of things that you send in is what made season one special in the first place. So I'd like to keep that spirit. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash wordpod, or you can find it in the show notes. It's been almost a year since I recorded these upcoming episodes. I was originally planning to release them in March of 2020. Oof! But I'm so excited to be sharing the amazing guests that I had in these recordings. I've got five episodes that I recorded back then about 10 years ago, and (laughs) it's going to be a fun little season. And so as I release these, your support means the world to me. And if you enjoy what I'm bringing to the podcast table, please tell a friend uh, who you think would like this kind of show. If you have anyone who liked old Whose Line Is It Anyway episodes or any of those like weird game shows that like aren't really game shows or leave a review or consider becoming a patron. I'll be thinking of what rewards I can add to the Patreon and what the future of the show is after these five episodes. And I'm so appreciative of your support, whether this is your first episode you've heard or if you were here from the get-go all the way back in season one. So thanks so, so much for being here, and I hope you have an absolutely adequate 2021. All right, we're back. We've got a couple more segments to do just before we get to our final part of the show. You two have some more points now. Do you have any idea what you're going to do with your hot topic now? <laughs> I was thinking maybe spate jam, just like there's been and someone's been out there just jamming all over the place. There's been a whole whole spate of them. Spate. <laughs> the words like concrete against yeah. my vocabulary. My body doesn't want to accept it as a valid word in a sentence. Is it a real word or is that like a New Zealandism? I don't, I genuinely don't know. This segment is named after a gift that I keep seeing and I like. And it's a game where you announce something, a sequel to a thing that nobody was expecting or even asked for. I'd like to announce this segment, Peggle 2! Can I just say, this is an objectively good name for a segment. Like when, when you said this, I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. <laughs> and then, but yeah, but then we immediately mixed up what the name of the segment was <laughs> and what you were meant to be doing, because it's not a good name. It's a no, terrible no, it's, it's, name. It's confusing, but like, it's good. So you two have prepped a sequel nobody asked for. Owen, can you give me yours first? Okay, so I don't know if it's too obscure or not, but I've got... Uh, it's it's great and it's going to be good and it's going to really it's going to really like get for all the old English men that are definitely listening to this podcast and not their radios. Uh, I've decided to announce here and now we're bringing it back, baby. It's Blake Seven Two Colon Psych. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to do a little bit of background on this. So Blake Seven was a English sci-fi show that. It told some very dark, anti-authoritarian stories, but still had, like, the pulpy British sci-fi. Like, there was a snarky-talking computer, but also they did revolutions. So, like like a like in a, a violent red dwarf, maybe? maybe it, it's, it, do you know what? Exactly like a violent red dwarf, but a bit more serious. But it's about to get worse, baby, because in the last episode, uh, the entire cast is violently gunned down by um, the police. Uh, well, the, space, <laughs> the space police. It's kind of well-known for having the most weird off-the-wall ending that's ever happened. In, in British television. And I decided, oh, wait, no, they didn't die. They're fine. And now they're just doing it still. 
on their spaceship still trying to take down governments because we can't we need that kind of energy in this um, space year 2020. I love that. I love the idea of just like so many characters have died at the end. But we're going to keep going and maybe they didn't actually. <laughs> All right. What have you got, Stefan? Well, I have. Uh, it's this. I, I, uh, I've got a very recently announced John Romero's Daikatana Two. Ooh. So widely regarded as up there as the worst game of all time with Superman sixty four and ET. But you know John Romero, you just can't keep him down. So um, what he's done this time is he's taken the original Daikatana, but he's really bringing it into the 21st century properly. It's going to be a massive open world. He's going to completely 3D map an entire planet in life size. He's going to have uh, infinite amount of enemies, but not in this like a silly No Man's Sky sort of way. There's going to be just amazing things. You're going to have... 600,000 different kinds of gun and you're going to be able to have a billion and six different horses and there's just so much you can do and um, when it comes out it's literally just the old Daikatana game again but uh, it's like a HD so. remaster yeah yeah absolutely just following in the tradition <laughs> of just the world's biggest disappointments excellent I'm going to give you both a point for what you have done here today Let's jump straight into our next segment, our final segment before we do our hot topic. And uh, you're going to like this one. I like this one a lot. This game is called Portmansplain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, no. Fuck Pickles 2. That's my one, by the way. That No, that is the greatest, just the greatest title of all time. You're so good at coming up with these names, Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, one player is given a portmanteau and must immediately explain what they think it means, whether it's right or not. Each other player then takes turns chiming in with, well, actually, and gives their own explanation. <laughs> Finally, I will chime in and give the real explanation. Oh, this is... This may be the most excited I've ever been. This sounds amazing. You could, like, legit sell a card game of this and it would sell millions of copies. All right, I'm going to give uh, Stefan a portmanteau. Don't say whether you know the answer to it or not. Honestly, it doesn't matter because if you say the actual explanation of it, you're still going to get overridden by the man in the room. So let's see. Okay, Stefan, your word is hibernating. Hibernating. Well, obviously, this one I feel is is a bit too obviously. So, hibernating is um, dating in the Hiberian Ranges. It's the only logical thing when you're. Um, uh, so sometimes you just need, you know, you're in the Hiberian Ranges and you're just a little bit, you're a little bit lonely. And I'm really worried I'm saying the name of this place wrong now. Well, actually, actually, I think you'll find um, that it's actually speed dating for hedgehogs. <laughs> Like you know, hedgehogs are an endangered species now. We got to get them. We got to get them finding partners. So and lonely hedgehogs, they have a hard enough time doing it. So we got to get them into a bar crowded with other single people. They don't want to talk to, but you got to do it because they paid to be here. Um, and then we get them. We pair them off at the end of the night, and then they go and they make beautiful hedgehog babies. Okay, but actually, it's uh, when a person ignores their friends in favor of a boyfriend or girlfriend. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, not nearly as fun. No, Owen. Hello. I have a portmanteau for you. Okay. Your portmanteau is chairdrobe. Chairdrobe? <laughs> okay. Yes. A chairdrobe, of course, as we all know, um, is a place, it's just another word for Ikea. 
It's just a word you have for Ikea, you know, when you, you haven't got time to say Ikea, but like you need to like get the message across. Like I need to go to the chair drobe now and I need to get myself one of those like ball chairs that you can rotate in. And then so you go to the chair drobe and you give the man your money and you get the chair drobe. Yeah, because I mean, like if you if you go and start like if you say Ikea, there's always the chance that someone's not going to know what it is. And you're going to have to say Ikea and then they'll know. But that's such a waste of time. So just say chair drobe, man, because chair drobe, everyone knows it's a it's a it's a place where you store the chairs and all, and also wardrobes. Well, actually, I think you'll find that you, you're saying it a bit fast. It's actually the cheered robe, and it's it's just a robe when you wear when you just need to just just be a little bit happier. You just pop it on, and the world just doesn't seem quite as heavy. Just your <laughs> spirits are lifted, and you just know you can get through the day in your majestic chair drobe. Well, actually, chair drobe is piling clothes on a chair. In place of a closet or dresser. See also floor drobe. Hey, Eamon, I came to this podcast to have a good time and I feel very called out and attacked right now because I do that <laughs> constantly. Does it still count if it's a couch? Because uh, I feel like I can escape on a technicality on this one. <laughs> yeah, because that would be too hard to make a portmanteau about. Let me see. I've got maybe one or two more. Stefan, I have another one for you. It is Nomonim. Nomonim. Oh, the, oh, that one is uh, obviously a nomonym is when you just start char- just start eating someone words, actually. It's a nomonym. So it's a word that looks really delicious. You're just like, mmm, haberdashery. I'll put that in my mouth and chew on it a bunch. <laughs> Swallow it, digest it. M- m- maybe there'll be the sound of dressmakers in my stomach or something. I don't know how this works. Uh, I've never had to nom the word haberdashery before. And honestly, I don't think I would even if I could. Well, actually, I think you'll find you're saying it wrong again. It's nononym, and it's a word with nine syllables. That's all I have. <laughs> it's just a word with nine syllables, and you say it, and it's very hard and complicated. And it's not even right, but it's all I had, dude. Leave me alone. But the one. No, you've done well. You've done so well. I'm doing the point of the show. It's one letter better. Right? I changed the letter. I'm using a point. Fuck you. I love that you changed the letter. My problem is with this fictional word that is it describes words that have nine syllables, and in itself doesn't have nine syllables. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like how the fear of like long words is right no that's really long as well never mind there is yeah there's cases of that in english you can have that yeah no that's good though but actually it's a food that tastes like another food oh uh, that makes sense, i actually yeah. was kind of close there i was all yeah closer than i expected well eating words isn't quite the same but yes you work <laughs> close. around words sometimes like all right owen i have one final portmanteau for you and then everyone else in the room nerd jacking Eamon, you have to be careful when you give me this kind of power. (laughs) (laughs) So nerdjacking is when you're a scrawny little nerd like me and then you think, you you know, you're watching like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and you see all the big beefy buff men and you're like, man, I'm going to go to the gym and get as strong as them. And then you do. And then you get big, powerful muscles and all of us. Yeah. And then you, you can punch real good. And then maybe, maybe just then you'll feel proud of yourself, but nothing can fill the empty hole inside. And that's about all I got. Well, actually, I think you'll find that nerd jacking is actually quite simple. It's stealing someone else's lightsaber. You just go up oh, you push them over, oh. and you take their lightsaber and that's it. You don't, that, that's all you need. There's no, nothing uh, too mystical about it. It's just a basic nerd jacking. When does that happen the most? Like what, what sort of Comic Con. Places, yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah, just or it's rife with nerdjacking. Is it like an accepted thing that like, if you can get someone else's lightsaber, then it belongs to you? 
<laughs> oh yeah, and you also get their force powers. Like oh that's no, actually, that's how Anakin was uh, was so had so many metachlorians is because like the metachlorians are stored in the lightsaber, and he went around and he was just nerd jacking all over Comic Con. He got every single one, and then Yoda came and he was like measured him. I don't remember how that movie worked, and he was like, "Whoa, you got so many lightsabers, kid!" And then they took him to space, and they were like, "Hey, kid, you got so many lightsabers!" And then he just jacked all of the uh, Jedi Council's lightsabers, and then there was no Jedi's anymore because he was the most powerful because he nerd jacked everyone, <laughs> except his grandpa who would nerd jacked even more people <laughs> so he could shoot lightning out of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> I pre- um, I haven't seen those movies in at least 15 minutes, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Well, okay. Well, I mean, both of yours were so compelling that I forgot that I actually needed to explain what the original thing was. <laughs> uh, so I kind of replaced the original definition. But what you just did kind of uh, fits in the original definition, which is filling a conversation with unnecessary detail about one's passion to an otherwise uninitiated uninterested layperson yeah okay i guess we're just calling me out so that's two personal attacks in this yeah like i'm i'm my my entire podcast is uh is is just me nerd jacking dinosaurs into every conversation so <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good word i hate this word actually <laughs> it's, it's got a bad mouth feel does this word all right we have used up all our segments for this episode thanks so much for playing you two have a number of points owen you have six bonus letters, uh, um, and Stefan, you have five bonus letters. Ooh. Um, you should know that punctuation is free, so is spaces and removing them. You can shift things around as much as you want to, and I might just give you a little bit of time, and we'll come back after this hold music. What have you two got for me after you've sort of run the numbers on what you can really do to these words with your new bonus letters? Uh, Stefan, what have you got? An unending sense of despair, but that's not really anything to do with this segment. So I got I got five bonus letters, and the very first thing that came to my mind when, when combined with Space Jam was just adding five letters in completely to add a whole new world, add a whole new word. And of course, that word is rules, because Space Jam rules. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is this a sequel? Is this a spin-off? Uh, no, it's just the gentle, it's just the, the overriding sensation I feel at all times is just the g- absolute joy at the fact that Space Jam exists. <laughs> I mean, break down the concept for a second of just, okay, someone out there was just like, okay, we've got we've got Michael Jordan and we've also got the licensing rights to the Looney Tunes. Do you think we can do something with this? And someone was just like, yeah, that sounds like a brilliant idea. I mean, I, I, it's just what kind of universe allows that to happen? The best universe. Forget every all the bad things in the world. We've got Space Jam. Space Jam rules. Amazing. And now you've copyrighted that phrase and no one else can use it but you. Absolutely. Also, I haven't seen the movie, so I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, stop the podcast. <laughs> I haven't seen Space Jam. Give me like a bold appreciation of anything and you can uh, move the world with emotion. Yeah. Ab- Even if you haven't seen the thing. Like ever a thousand people just signed up to Stefan's new Space Jam podcast because, <laughs> because he declared such love for it. No, he, no, I'm glad that he loves it, and I, you know, I, I agree with him. But how have you been like alive on Earth at this point and not seen Space Jam? 
I was the perfect age when it came out as well. I was sort of in that six to eight year. I don't know what year it came out because I haven't seen it, but I was in sort of that six to eight year old range when it came out. So I was like prime audience. I was like still in that age where I thought sports were a thing. And I also (laughs) still really appreciated cartoon characters, but that is a phase that still has not ended after almost 30 years. But yeah, I was just like, all of my friends went and like, that movie's awesome. And I was like, cool. I'm glad. Good to hear. I'm good. I'm I'm fine over here with my live action Flintstones and my Jurassic Park. One of those movies possibly had too much of an imprint on me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'll let you decide which one. I mean, they're both the same movie, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I maybe yeah. Uh, for all I know, maybe Space Jam is the same movie as those two as well. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say like Space Jam is like the Citizen Kane of movies. Like it's like so iconic that I th- I'm surprised that you have just haven't seen it just like via cultural osmosis at, at any rate. Oh yeah, I can. Pro- I mean, I can quote the. I can sing the theme song, but I don't think I've ever actually listened to the theme song. <laughs> I have. I have similar issues, yeah. And I think that is a testament to how much Space Jam rules. Perfect, Owen. What do you have for us? I mean, Space Jam rules is such like a concise and good. Like you can get that on a ship. <laughs> so I used a few bonus letters to do some stuff. I've kind of got a few. I don't really know how good they are, but I got. Uh, so I've got Space Man. Which isn't anything, but again, it kind of ties in with Space James from earlier, if you remember that. Dude, I'm a big fan of Space James. If you remember that bit? Uh, so, like, Space James, Space Man. What else have I got here? I've got, yeah, so Space James, colon, Space Man. I've also got Spook Jam. Oh. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is, like, some very scary condiment or, like, it's, like, Space Jam, but with go- with ghouls. I would watch that. Yeah, I'd love that. To me, it sounds like a music festival. Do you know what? Now that you've said it, I'm kind of into this idea. Yeah. It's, it takes place around Halloween. Get some dark side trance or something like that. Just yeah, real, something like that. Real, real spook jams. Yeah, dark, yeah, or like, you know, those bands that wear like those skeleton masks. They're scared. Like Kiss. Oh, they're so scary because <laughs> of all the, like, the face paint. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Do you know what, you know, this actually brings something up. Do you know what, uh, do, I'm not a big fan of Kiss because they're a bit too spooky for me. Do you know what their name actually stands for? It's knights in satin slippers, which I think is just not okay. Is that true? No. Are you? Are you but I said it okay. with confidence. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought for a minute that you were <laughs> the kiss was an anagram for knights in satin slippers. I was like, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> Listen, we don't lie here on this show. <laughs> the people come to us for up-to-date news information. <laughs> uh, it was true for the brief period of time while I was saying it, and then it ceased to be true afterwards. Listen, technically that was word and letter related, so I'll let it pass this time. But if you come here onto this podcast and start spreading just lies, then I don't know what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to lose... Our um, Reuters certification. We're gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna be able to present live, up to date information to the people anymore about the band Kiss. About the band Kiss and what they're <laughs> up to lately. Probably nothing. Anyway, Owen, give me your favorite one of what you have. My favorite of all of those. I'm a big fan of Space James, honestly. Space <laughs> yeah. James is very good, but I don't really know what it is. <laughs> it's, I, I'll tell you what it is. Is it's very powerful and it's speaking to all of us. I think. It has got a certain siren song to it, but I just don't know what... Uh, is this just a man called James that really likes space? Or is it a man called James in space? Or is it a section of space called James? Like, what, like... Is it a serious thing, show or movie, or is it a light-hearted 
romp. With a name like Space James, I think it has to be a light-hearted romp, right? Well, it has to be either light-hearted or really heavy. <laughs> or like, I'm going to leave my family behind and go to space. Maybe it could be like that. Um, did did, did either, Have you ever seen the... Uh, oh, there was a movie, I can't remember who was in it now, but it was about like uh, that people were shrinking themselves to save the environment. And it was... I, I can't explain it without it sounding fake. But it was a movie, and it had a famous person. Who I can't, this story is just the worst story. Wait a second. You're very good at explaining things without them sounding fake. I was going to say, you just convinced me that KISS stands for Knights in Satin Slippers. Like, <laughs> you, you got this, dog. I think, I think Stefan might be the, um, the other twin that always tells lies <laughs> and can never tell the truth. <laughs> You're not the first person who has described me as such, which really makes me question sort of decisions I've made in my life. The real question is, where is your twin? Oh, I tell you what, I apparently have a very generic face because I am told at least twice a day, hey, I know a guy who looks just like you. Maybe the real twin was the friends we made along the way. All right. I'm liking both of these. I'm very excited for just this cultural movement that is Space Jam rules. <laughs> it's essentially it's a fan club that you're part of for life. And it, it continues until you die, and you just enjoy Space Jam and all the sequels that are going to be coming out in the future. Don't play with my heart like this, same. <laughs> I also really like Space James, this lighthearted adventure of this young spaced man. Uh, I'll give you what I had, which is Space Pam and Spice Jam, which Owen had. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and oh. Space Jam 3! Whoa! Whoa! It's happening. It's called. It's like Space Jam Three: Colon Time Warp, and it's like they released three before two. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Somehow Michael Jordan is younger because they filmed it years ago and they never <laughs> released it. I don't know. You figure it out. You're an ideas man. It's all found footage, just like just deleted scenes from Space Jam, and they've cobbled together to make an actual movie. <laughs> I think that's going to do us for this episode. Thank you so much, Owen and Stefan, for joining me. No problem. You're welcome. I hope... What do I hope? I don't know. I just sort of started saying that. I mean, I hope too, which is... <laughs> a fool's game, really. Doesn't really pay off for me. But I certainly hope that my brand new shiny lightsaber I've got here does not get no jacked. That's the main thing I hope. <laughs> um, until next time, thank you all so much for listening. This has been One Letter Better with Owen and Stefan, and we'll see you another time at the premiere of Space Jam 3, probably. Space Jam rules! Space Jam rules! This episode was produced by me, Eamon Connolly, with production assistance from Angel Fauchelevent. Thanks so much again to Owen Piper and Stefan Ato for joining me. Our theme song is Here Comes a Good Boy by Louis Zong and the Barkin' Dogs. And until next time, keep it up. You are doing a great job. Friends and lovers, my name is Owen Piper. My name is Jay Little. And we're the hosts of Think of the Children. You may have heard of us. We're a premier podcast responsible for ruining your childhoods. We take the things you remember from the good old days and pervert them in a grim, tasty ritual. Whether it's turning Harry Potter into a dirty AI-driven supercult. Or Danger Mouth into communist propaganda. Nothing is too obscure. Absolutely nothing is sacred. There is nothing that we won't destroy for profit. Isn't that right, Noel? <laughs>
That's an old. He's the finance dragon. If you don't want to listen to a podcast with a finance dragon, I don't know what kind of podcast you would want to listen to. You can find us on TOTCcast.com or search Think of the Children wherever podcasts are sold. Now, would you please take Nold back to the finance cave? I can't. I spent all of our money on anime figures again and it's filled the cave. How good. More overhead. <laughs>